center and coming in is Bloom. Newendike centered it. Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This hour of Flames Talk underway. It is a significant Monday, April 17th from the Scotiabank Saddledome. Vickers, Steinberg, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. The news of the day. About 10.30 on the dot, the Flames announced that General Manager Brad Treliving and the organization had mutually decided to part ways. In that wake, interim general manager is Don Maloney, who has also been promoted to president of hockey operations, which is kind of going lost in the entire conversation. That's a something they haven't had since... Brian Burke. Brian Burke stepped down in what 2017, 2018, whenever that was. It's been uh, it's been a significant amount of time since the Flames have had anybody in the president of hockey operations uh, title. Brian Burke is the only person who's ever had that title before until Don Maloney was named that earlier on this Monday. Understandable that by that the way get lost in the shuffle. A little by bit? the way, it was uh, five years ago, April twenty seventh, just over, just under five years ago, April twenty seventh, twenty eighteen, when Burke stepped down as president of hockey operations. So they haven't had one for five seasons. hadn't ha- Haven't had anybody in that role. And I think that that would be significant if Brad Living were still a member of the Calgary Flames. Obviously, that's going to be first and foremost, front and center, when you're general manager of nine seasons and the organization itself mutually agreed to part ways. But it is significant in the fact that you mentioned it. It's a position that the Calgary Flames haven't had filled and maybe didn't necessarily need uh, to have filled with Bradshaw Living uh, under contract with the organization. But there is no more Calgary Flames Bradshaw Living. And if you want to bring in somebody perhaps a little younger, perhaps a little bit more inexperienced, then yeah, it does become a necessary role for the Calgary Flames to once again fill because if you're bringing in somebody that has no, I want to call it a head GM position, but if it's somebody that's only served in assistant GM capacity or a player personnel pa- capacity, you want somebody like Don Maloney who's spent 10 years with the Rangers, somewhere around 10 years with the Arizona Coyotes. Suddenly you have a sounding board, um, someone that's above you but not directly impacting necessarily everything you do so that you can bounce ideas back and forth off them. It just leave, it makes sure that your organization isn't left exposed, I guess is how I would kind of put it. Let's hear from the new president of hockey operations and interim general manager Don Maloney. He and Brad Treliving go back years and years and years to their time with the Arizona Coyotes. You could tell this was a, a difficult day for Don on top of everything. So what is the timeline? How are they going about the GM search? What type of candidates would they be looking at? And a whole lot more. Here's our exclusive conversation with new president of hockey operations Don Maloney. I would imagine it's been uh, a difficult last four or five days for you. Just, I, I guess, take us through what has gone down since Wednesday and, and kind of a, a difficult stretch for you personally and uh, just for the organization as a whole. Well, thanks, Pat. I, I, uh, it has been a difficult day um, just because, number one, you think that the Stanley Cup playoffs tee off at uh, 
uh, tonight at uh, five Eastern uh, or five uh, Calgary time, and uh, that uh, you know we're not participating. And then, uh, it, then with uh, Brad leaving us, uh, who I'm very close with for a long time, it's uh, a lot of people come up and said congratulations, and I'm like, this doesn't feel like a day to congratulate. Uh, yeah, and uh, so it's it's uh, it's been an interesting few, day, few days. The uh, I. I really, I knew Brad was struggling with uh, with uh, whether to remain here, and he loves Calgary. His family loves Calgary. He's got a, a daughter in the high school of two more years. It, this has nothing to do with Calgary. This is uh, somebody that's been in a very tough job for nine years and uh, grinded it out, had a grinding off season, and really took. Uh, you know, chicken, whatever, into chicken salad in this, in the, in, you know, the way we re, he re, re, rebounded from the, yeah. the defections of some players and the players we added and, and thought we had a, a very good team. And then the way the season progressed, that we could just seem we could never get to a point with uh, momentum wise to get over a hump. We'd, we'd play well for a game or two. We're right there, a team we should beat, and we'd step back. And he, that was continuous uh, all year long, Pat. So um, when he finally, uh, Wednesday morning, actually the last game of the season, with uh, we were playing the Sharks when he came in the office, and I was just talking more generally, like going forward, like, wow, we this is we have to really do a you know, research and look ourselves in the mirror to say, hey, this is not this is not good enough. We should be a playoff team. This what is going on internally, or not internally? You've just the whole organization, we have to take yeah. a look. And that's when he first time he really admitted to me that he uh, he didn't think he could stay. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little emotional. I have been a little emotional about it because uh, he's a good friend. And, uh, you know, but you know, life goes on too. And this is, uh, you know, we do have, a, the good thing for me is I certainly believe we do have a good team. We have the ingredients of a very good team. We, sure, there's areas that we have to be better in. and uh, But. Man, the idea that we're not playing tonight or tomorrow yeah. night or whatever the hell it is, uh, that is still makes me angry. It's, uh, I would imagine, one of those days or one of those stretches where, on the one hand, it's a business and, and hirings, firings, trades, all that stuff is a part of pro sports. And on the other hand, as you said, you and Brad go back a long way and, and are very, very, uh, very close. It kind of that threshold of business and personal yeah. today right yeah but you know it was clear pat to me i mean brad brad was uh, brad was the boss obviously my boss uh, but he never treated me like the boss and neither did i when you know we always kind of treated each uh, other as partners i remember the first time i met him at the it was an american league meetings i just got in the phoenix job and uh I was like, who is this tall guy talking to me? Some league he runs. And then actually his wife, Julie, came up and said, well, she's kind of nice. So I, you know, I started talking to her. And, uh, and anyway, we evolved into a pretty good relationship, a very good relationship, whereas where his girls call me Uncle Don. I mean, that's how close it is. But, uh, but it's a business that uh, – it's a very hard business, and it's a, it's a results business. And uh, after nine years, I think he uh, looked at it and just uh, you know, talked to him at some point, hopefully, and uh, – um, just said, I, I, I need a, I need a break. I yep. need a break. President of hockey operations. What, how, how, how does that position look? What does it entail? And, and how do you envision the, the workflow now as you start the search for a new general manager? Well, I, I, uh, Pat, when they originally, uh, we had actually talked about this many months ago, John Bean and, uh, and, uh, certainly Murray Edwards involved and, uh, um, the idea that if Brad were to leave, would I consider this type of scenario? And uh, 
So I, I you know what? It, to me, it's uh, they asked me at that time, do I want to be the manager? Would you be interested? Twenty one. Would I be interested being the manager? And, yeah. and really, Pat, I I just didn't think for me and the organization that I, I felt that we need something different. I, I've had two kicks of the cat. I, I can help. I just don't think I have, I don't feel internally that I'm the right person to drive this team forward. I think we need a, a progressive thinker, a, somebody that's, uh, not that not that I don't think I am somewhat progressive, but right. uh, just a new, a new something, something different, some sharp, sharp person that's, uh, on the cusp of getting his chance, I've had mine, and uh, and I'm and I'm perfectly happy with with it. So, um, I uh, right now I'm in the middle of evaluation of the the the, the, the organization. The, the player interviews were conducted uh, Thursday and Friday, and uh, the coaching staff on Saturday. I'm meeting with uh, Daryl in the next day or two. Um, there's some other things I want to get through, and uh, and then I'll have a much better. It's one thing you get the information, Pat. It's another just just to take some time to digest it and understand it. And there's a lot of emotions at the end of the year, and you got to separate sort of the emotions and how players are feeling. To once you get away from it, uh, uh, what's real, and 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 uh, and and hopefully we can come up with a you know a, a, well we will come up with a game plan going forward. In the meantime. Um, Start the process of. Uh, I have not uh, given a lot of thought on the general manager, uh, right. the role, uh, um, what we're looking for. I, I, you know, I think that's something that John Beener and I are going to work on a template, and then it's it just it's quite frankly it's a matter of getting names and ideas from a lot of the people I know around the league to say who's that next guy, who who is the sharp young mind. I keep saying young, sharp mind that uh, knows us, knows the organization, knows what we want in Calgary, need in Calgary, and we think can take us to the Stanley Cup. And certainly the the gentlemen that you have under contract, whether it be Craig or, or Brad or Chris, that all, all in as you said during the news conference, would be candidates as, as well for the job? Well, well, certainly, you know, Chris uh, uh, Snow, you know, he's uh, with right. his health issues uh, – He's an important part of uh, of what we do there on the on the analytics, even more so. He's he's got very very good instincts on people and the game and yeah. and and thoughts and ideas. I'm not a great idea guy. I'm more of an execution guy. You know, I can get things done, but I you like to surround yourself with uh, people a lot smarter than I am and uh, and get get some get some uh, good dialogue going. Uh, but certainly, uh, Craig uh, Conroy, who's been here a long time. Uh, he's uh, would certainly be a, a candidate, and, and as as would uh, Brad Pascal. Um, you know, they both do good work. They've got experience, um, but it behooves us to look around and say, you know, we want great. Uh, we want we want the best person for the fit for this team. But they are, you know, certainly on the list. Well, and and I would assume, and and I don't I don't know for sure, but I would assume that. Timeline, yes, but not necessarily something that you're feeling like is urgent and needs to get done tomorrow or by Friday. Like you want to get it done, but not a thing. They don't want to rush this, right? Right. There, there really is no urgency right now. I mean, we're we're at a you know mid mid April. There's really not much happens right now. Now it's the time where you start planning your organization. The draft, uh, our scouts are still scouting. We'll have our meetings in in uh, in May. The drafts in June. Really, fortunately for me, there's not any urgent contracts that have to get done. We do have some junior players that, that we have to decide whether we want to sign by the by the end of uh, end of uh, well in short order or, yep. or lose their rights. So there's nothing urgent. That's so there's no. 
I've done the GM job long enough to know what needs to get done. And, and, and quite frank, at this time, it's really more of a, every team is doing, every team, all the teams, all of us in the playoffs are doing this self-assessment and saying what happened, where we're at, and how we're, where we're going forward. And then, uh, you know, we'll start the search and whether we find somebody in uh, two weeks or a month or it could be August. Obviously, this, in a lot of ways, um, sooner, when I say sooner, uh, you know, May, you know, in May, June is better than August, September, simply because I do believe you need to hire a, a, a coach's, you know, or, I'm sorry, a GM as uh, early as possible just yeah. to, uh, just to get him up and running sooner rather than later, but we want the right guy. Don Maloney is with us, interim general manager and brand new president of hockey operations for the Calgary Flames with us here today. Uh, during the during the news conference, uh, you said uh, review time. Uh, everybody's under review: management, coaching, players, scouting staff. What? How how do you undertake that review? And, and I know that there's a lot of internal things that you can't say, but what does that review look like? Well, it's really just sitting down one on one with with everybody, quite frankly, and get their views on the team, on their role in the organization, uh, how they how things work, how they think things work the communication uh, within the group if there are any problems in the group that they want to share you know it's uh, when you go through the players and talk to them sure they have lots of opinions and insights into what they the, they look at and uh, what why we're sitting here today uh, you know um, um, not playing in the playoffs so it's a uh, um, and like I say, you don't just, at least I don't, just take that information immediately and then just, okay, I've got all the answers by, right. you know, tomorrow at 8 a.m. I, I just, I need to digest it and understand it and share it with the senior staff and see where something, maybe just pure emotion or where the real problems are. I, I do feel I have a pretty good handle on on where we're at, but uh, it, it uh, we have to go through a, a certain process to to uh, see everybody, everybody should get, a voice in in their their uh, their thoughts in why we're not playing in the playoffs. And and you've talked you've talked about that and how frustrating that day is today that the Stanley Cup playoffs start and and your group's not a part of it. Is it safe to say then that because you talk about a review and you talk about the disappointment of this last season that that there could still be more change this off season? I like I said I have to get through the process. I yep. don't want to. I don't want to, you know, get into. And, and I was asked in the press conference the same thing. Well, what you know? How do you? What kind of change? Blah blah blah. I, I I'm right now in the fact finding business. And uh, but my role now as overseeing the organization is to improve it. And uh, and that I, that's uh, I intend to do it. And. Uh, do what I can to make this better. So uh, I, you know, it's interesting, Pat. I, you know, I was on teams either playing or in management that, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you miss the playoffs, but you, you really realistically thought you had no snowball's chance in hell of ever making it. Uh, uh, there was a, a, a years in Arizona, we made a couple of years, but it was always like, you know, the goalie would stand in his head and you never thought going into a season that we had any hope of winning. You just, you just hope you get to yeah. the playoffs. This season was different. And I think we all felt it. This team was more uh, – playoffs weren't the expectation. Winning playoff rounds were the expectation. Right. And that's what's so terribly frustrating because I do think on paper, when you look at the – from the middle of the ice to the goaltending to the defense that we had, the uh, the size of the team, the, the mix, uh, I thought we had a team that should have been 
better. And obviously it wasn't better. And now I was trying to figure out why. As you drill down on, on why it didn't happen this past season, do you still like what you have? Do you still like the direction the on-ice product is, is moving in or is pointed in right now? Absolutely. I, I think we have, we have really good players here. We don't have... McDavid's and the the, the high end high end generational type player, but we have some really good top end players, and at, at all the positions. Um, and obviously, hey, listen, uh, we know our goaltending wasn't as good as we needed it to be. Our defense didn't play as well as tight. Gave up too much, uh, too many a chances. We didn't might not have given up a, a, a you know a ton of chances, but when they we gave them up, they were yeah. They were A plus chances. Uh, the offense wasn't uh, it wasn't where it needed to be. We couldn't find that extra goal when we needed it, and uh, and then so those are all the things that anybody that's watched us play or has any knowledge of hockey would understand. And now it's a matter of, well, what kind of tweaks do we do, uh, and how do we do it? So that'll be again, it's part of what might happen shortly. Shortly, it might wait till the manager's in place. Uh, we'll, we'll see. The uh... I, I would imagine for you, just mindset-wise, has had to be a pretty quick shift to get back in. Even as an interim general manager, get back into GM mode. You talk about junior contracts that need to get done. You've got a, a Wranglers team that's about to start a Calder Cup playoff run. Have you had to switch the mindset back to GM mode pretty quick? Well, it's pretty fresh, Pat, to be honest with you. I have, yeah? yeah, but it, the last uh, last two or three days uh, have, have been yeah more to like, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into again here? Because it's uh, there's a lot to it and and like you said I, I can look at my phone and uh all the messages and calls and texts and all of a sudden i mean I, you know in my at last role uh you know i sit there all day and uh, basically you know watch oprah on tv before somebody would call me you know so uh now it's more of a like okay it's like you go from you know maybe 10, 10 miles an hour to like 150 in a matter of a 10 30 uh, press release just to wrap it up and, and to go back to the very first thing you said when you, you spoke to everybody across the hall, and that is t- today's not a good day. Just personally, like how, how, uh, how has it been for you? How have you been able to – because as we talked about, there's a personal side to this. Is how, how, how difficult has it been on you? Yeah, I feel like you're a therapist for me <laughs> right now. I'm getting choked up. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna, you have a couch I can lie on here? To, to, uh, I'll analyze. It's been very hard, and, and it's been emotional. I, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been difficult. Appreciate the time, Don. Really okay. do. Thank you so much for yeah. doing this. My pleasure. That is Don Maloney, the new president of hockey operations and current interim general manager of the Calgary Flames. Uh, that was uh, a little earlier on Monday here at the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. He joined us after Brad Tree Living and the Flames mutually decided to part ways. It's, it's funny, we were listening to that, and he, like, I can tell you, like you could hear it in his voice, but sitting across the table he was sitting exactly where you're sitting Vix and um he was emotional I felt kind of bad for for choking him up it was not my intention to do that but that you know the prior hour uh of Flames Talk Elliot Friedman joined us and talked about how they thought he was coming back the organization the organization thought that this would this would get done, and 
the feel on the outside of the hockey world was that this was going to get rectified and they would find a way to come to an agreement and, and Brad would remain as the general manager. And you kind of said, how could it be so fresh? Because they've known this is a possibility for weeks and months and whatever. But they, it sure does feel like they thought something was going to get done. And so when the news was broken to them, they kind of, you're, you're prepared, but you're still scrambling. And, and you don't necessarily, you make contingency plans, but it still comes as a surprise even if you're expecting it to happen is, is kind of how I read this whole situation. Well, and I don't know if this is necessarily fair, but it almost unfolded to a degree the way that Johnny Goudreau was a pending unrestricted free agent. Everything leading literally right up to 11.59 seemed to indicate that he would remain a member of the Calgary Flames. And then, of course, midnight strikes, free agency opens, Johnny Goudreau does not come back to the Calgary Flames. You kind of get vibes and the impression that you knew it was a possibility that Brad Treliving wouldn't be back with the organization. But leading up and leading up and leading up. And his contract um, is still active. Like it was set to expire June 30th, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not necessarily a, a free agent situation. But it got to the point where it became very clear that Bradshaw Living would not be back despite the hope, despite the optimism, despite the general consensus that there would be a way to get this done and that he would be the general manager of the Calgary Flames for a 10th straight season, and then it just doesn't. But the one thing that I would say, somebody texted in and says, okay, steal my take on the on the Gaudreau situation. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I very rarely read the text line. He... I can tell you he made this he made this observation far prior. Oh wait, this this text came in literally a minute ago, so I think I might have started my preamble. It's funny anyway. The only difference that I see is that I don't think there was ever any dishonesty and I'm not I'm not suggesting that, that Johnny was dishonest, but I do think that Johnny and the camp led him on a little bit and not even like purposely led them on. But it's one of those situations where, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, yeah, I want to, I, I'm not sure, but I, I want to, like, and then he went somewhere else. I don't think that was ever the case here. I think that it was pretty clear and laid out that he could very well not be back. I, I don't think that Brad was ever stringing them along, and I don't think Johnny intentionally strung the Flames along, Fair. but strung them along nonetheless. I think this was. You know, it's the whole friends with benefits situation. You got to be very, very honest, right? Like you, you're very, I very know nothing honest. about that. And and uh, me neither. I just based on television and and experience from others. You want to be very honest. Expectations clear, and that way nobody gets hurt. And I do think that this situation was kind of more like that. I, I don't think there was any leading on or or false expectations, and yet it still has an impact when the final decision hits. And it's still very much fresh. This is a fresh breakup from both perspectives, whether you're Bradshaw Living or the Calgary Flames, where, yeah, there was a situation on Wednesday morning where Bradshaw Living and Don Maloney had a conversation, and that conversation was, I don't think I'm going to be back. And that is just the start of the process to where we get to 
Monday morning, roughly 10.30 a.m., and the press release comes out, the tweet goes out. Promoted to president of hockey operations and interim manager for Don Maloney, and the Calgary Flames and Brad Treliving are mutually agreeing to part ways. It's uh, surprising, but at the same time, everybody knew it was something that could come to fruition. Everybody knew it was a possibility. Brad Treliving was in the final year of his contract. This isn't something that was out of the realm of possibility, but to me, it doesn't make it less surprising that it did, in fact, happen. Few texts and 969.60. When Brad turned down his extension offer, ownership had to know he was either looking for other employment or taking a break. I appreciate everything Brad's done for this organization, and I think he's one of the best general managers, bar none, and I wish him all the best. Uh, this reads. Absolutely mind-boggling. They thought he was going to come back. How many times will we hear that with this organization? Ian writes, Pat, I told you to start worrying two months ago, and I wasn't wrong, sadly. The Flames are in for some serious hurt in the next few years, no matter who they sign as GM. How much do you think Lindholm will want after seeing Huberdeau's offer? Or Kadri's? Lindholm will be traded. Markstrom should be traded, but his stock is very low right now. Need a new building, etc., etc. In my 43 years of watching this team, I've never had less hope. Don't know if I'll see them win another cup in my lifetime. Very sad situation. Bottom line is, as good as Daryl may be as a coach, until they get someone new at the coaching helm, except expect more chaos. Today's players just tune like guys like Daryl out in five minutes or less. I take solace in the fact solace in the fact that I saw them win one cup. Going to be tough sledding for a few years now. That comes from Ian. This reads, I've enjoyed Maloney's pressers today. That's a guy that obviously cares very deeply, and I agree the Flames could use a fresh voice with some sharp ideas. Um, what else we got here at 960, 960? Dan and Cochran says, I'm going to miss Tree. Sure, he didn't bring a cup here, but there's a whole lot worse you can do at the GM level than Brad. A whole lot worse. Don has a huge task here. One misstep could really hurt the Flames long term. Um, and this reads, Pat, I think any change is good change for this team. So some uh, differing opinions across the board at 960-960. Uh, only thing that I'll say, and I've, I've said this all along, you know, always knowing that Brad Treliving could walk away, and I was of the opinion that I believed that Brad wanted to stay. I believed the organization wanted him to stay. I was of that opinion prior to this, and I'm still of the opinion after this, even though it didn't get done, they couldn't meet in the middle I do think there's a whole lot worse you could do than Brad Treliving. And that's why I always said, if there is a way that the Flames could get it done, I think that they should bring him back. Obviously, some demands on Brad's side weren't willing to be met by the Flames and vice versa. But I do think you can do a whole lot worse than Brad Treliving. And we'll get into that as this hour continues. Pat Steinberg, Aaron Vickers, along with you. We're here at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Hot Stove Lounge, Cracked Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. 
talking your team right now. Flames Talk is on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, time for the Daily Flames Roundtable on this Monday edition of the program. It's brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Pre-select your summer tire package now, and they'll store your winter tires all summer long. This program's available until they run out of space. Visit Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Pat Steinberg, Aaron Vickers, and now the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, joins us to complete our Daily Flames roundtable on a monumental day for the Flames organization, a momentous day when it comes to the direction of the organization. Brad Living and the team parting ways. Uh, They are now looking for their new general manager. On top of that, Don Maloney, who will serve as interim general manager, has bigger picture-wise been promoted to president of hockey operations. First time in almost five years the Flames have had somebody holding down that slot as president of hockey ops. Guys, nine seasons as general manager of the Calgary Flames for Brad Tree Living. I, like any general manager, not perfect. I'm curious, as our first topic on the round table, how do we uh, look back at those almost nine full years as GM of the Flames? Well, first of all, I've been working in pro hockey for over two decades now, and I've seen a lot of good people come and go. But you know, today was a reminder that uh, just because you've gone through that doesn't make it any easier. You know, Brad Treleving, uh, got his job a few months before I got my job. And when I think about his tenure, uh, obviously there were s- some ups and downs, just like there were for the Flames this season, but uh, way more good than, I wouldn't even say bad, way more good than not good, uh, even though that's probably not great English, uh, when it comes to the job that he j- did as the general manager of this team. And at times, I thought he was put in difficult positions, uh, probably more so last summer than at any other time during his nine years uh, at the helm when, uh, you know, in the span of a few weeks, he found out Johnny Gaudreau was going to free agency, even though that wasn't the, the direction that he thought that things were going in and that Matthew Kachuk was not interested in signing a long-term extension with the team. That's a lot to throw at somebody. Uh, over the course of nine years, uh, let alone nine days-ish. But I thought he handled uh, the Kachuk situation uh, as well as it could have been handled. And, you know, I know Jonathan Huberto didn't have the season that uh, we thought he would or hoped he would. Doesn't mean he won't bounce back. I thought Mackenzie Wieger was one of the Flames' best defensemen. And let's not forget, they also got a pretty good prospect in Cole Schmidt in the first-round pick in that deal. Uh, I thought he uh, he did really, really well, kind of painted into a corner and put into a tough spot uh, to try to make his team better with that trade. Did he? I, I think the jury's still out on that. Matthew Kachuk had a really good year, but uh, the Flames got more than just one player in return for him. So it'll probably be two or three years before we can really uh, anoint a, a winner. And, and maybe it'll be a trade that works for both sides. I think that's probably the way it's heading. But, you know, ultimately... Uh, this season was a tough one and some tough decisions were going to have to be made. And it certainly sounds like um, the team wanted Brad back, but uh, ultimately he decided that it was time for a change for whatever reason. And uh, I think we all uh, can speculate on, on what some of those reasons may have been, but now now they have to turn the page. And we heard from John Bean and uh, Don Maloney today. And 
obviously it's a, a tough day for Don. He's been tied at the hip with Brad for, you know, a decade and a half or so, going back to their time with the, the Coyotes. So uh, we saw some raw emotion from him today. But uh, now the team has to look forward. They can't look back. You've got to hire a new general manager. And before that happens, maybe there are going to be some other changes that occur. So uh, ultimately, I think Brad uh, did a really good job as the GM of this team even though the team didn't get to where he wanted to take it. And uh, for me, sad to see the general manager go, uh, sad to see the professional go, but uh, probably even sadder to see the person go. Uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, like a lot of people, I struggled to get through COVID. And even though Brad Treleving had way better things to do, he would check in with me from time to time. He'd call me, he'd text me, see how things are going. Uh, recommend some books or some uh, TV series to watch. Uh, he's a person who cares about people and who wants to win. And it was really cool to, to work with. I use that term loosely uh, to get to know Brad living over the next nine years. And, and I wish him all the best in the future. And uh, I'm excited to see what uh, organization or path uh, the team takes here. I don't know necessarily how to characterize Brad Living's nine seasons as general manager of the Calgary Flames because there's certainly a large body of work to take a sample size from. Certain elements were hit and miss, and there'll be certain unrestricted free agent contracts that are always brought up when it comes to uh, Brad Living's work in free agency. But on, on the flip side, there's so many restricted free agent extensions he was able to get at what I would consider to be under market value. Um, some of his work on the trade market front to me was one of the best for periods and stretches of time um, when he was trying to reshape the Calgary Flames into what he thought would be um, a legitimate contender for the Stanley Cup. And then you look back to the trade market last summer when after, as you mentioned, Wilsey, Johnny Goudreau, uh, the situation unfolds and then Matthew Kachuk shortly thereafter did decides that he's not going to sign a long-term extension to remain with the Flames, so he's handcuffed, but did some work there. If you look at his draft record, and that is just as much a, a feather in the cap of Todd Button as it is Brad Living. but at the end of the day, that'll fall on the GM, and there's certainly some things you can pick from from there. At the same time, for all of that said, the Calgary Flames still didn't make it to a Western Conference final, let alone a Stanley Cup final, and at the end of the day, you're judged based on what the team does under your tenure, and the Flames couldn't take that step. They haven't advanced beyond the second round of the playoffs since going to the Stanley Cup Final in 04. Having said that, you're as good as how long you'll be out of work for, and there's no doubt in my mind that if Brad Living wanted to be the GM of an NHL team tomorrow or in two months from now or in two years from now, there's certainly going to be a team that offers him up that opportunity, and I think that speaks volumes for the nine-year body of work he had with the Calgary Flames. I uh, so so as this season went along, and and we were you know trying to figure out what this was going to look like after this year, and and what the what the decision was going to be organizationally or from the GM at the time from Brad. I kept on saying that I I I thought that the best thing for the organization would be for Tree to be back, especially knowing that he set the franchise on a brand-new trajectory this past summer. I felt another few years to see that new vision through was, was the way to go. Now, obviously, and I, I do believe that 
I believe the Flames wanted him back. I believe Tree wanted to be back, but there were conditions on both sides, and and those conditions didn't get met. So so here we are, and. I look at it, and I feel like you can do a whole lot. Was Brad perfect? No. Did he make mistakes? Of course. But I feel like he could have done a whole, whole lot worse than Brad as the GM. And, and you know, I, I, and I, go, I go even back before this summer, and we, we talked all ad nauseum about how he made the, the Kachuk trade work and, and the Kadri signing and the Monaghan deal to, to make the Kadri signing work, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I, I think, and, and there were definitely some missteps. Troy Brower or James Neal or, you know, Mason Raymond. I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I, I like all those guys. Well, especially, I like, I like Raymond and I like, uh, <laughs> and I do, like do you like Troy James and like Troy? I love Troy and I love Mason. Um, but, you know, those, those contracts, <laughs> weren't the they, they didn't end up working out in a great way for the team and and there were some buyouts and and there were some missteps along the way but I think he gradually made the team better as his tenure went along and that isn't perfect Vic's just pointed out never went to a final four didn't get beyond a game five of a round two but I still thought that the team is better off when he leaves than it was when he took over, and he made them a better group as time went along. Their drafting took significant steps forward under Brad um, and and his staff. He made some really savvy trades. Again, not everyone was a hit, but he made some really savvy trades. And so I I think he generally did a good job with this team. It wasn't always home runs, but yep. I, I look back at his almost decade and say, yeah, I think that he made them a better group than when he took over. Not as good as he would have wanted, not as good as, as people on the outside would have wanted, but I still think he made them a better group from the time he took over to the time he steps away. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly, Pat. And, I think he made some really good trades. Uh, I think about the Dougie Hamilton deal. I think about the Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin deal that involved Dougie Hamilton. Uh, even James Neal for Milan Lucic. I know it was one bad contract for another, but uh, in hindsight, that was the right deal for the Flames to make because Lucic, uh, if nothing else, uh, has been a very important part of the leadership group of this team ever since he arrived in Calgary. And, you know, even talking to him uh, at Locker Cleanout Day last Friday, uh, the emotion uh, from him when he was talking about how much he loves the city of Calgary and the Flames organization, he was a, a really good fit here. I know he was making more than he should have been uh, as a fourth-line player, but that wasn't Brad's fault. Uh, I think he made the best of a bad, out of a bad situation there as well. And, uh, again, the trade that he made uh, to, to bring in Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwent, and a first-round pick for a player in Matthew Kachuk who had painted him into a corner, I think that was really good work by the Flames general manager. And, Pat, to your point, no, he wasn't perfect. But uh, there is no perfect GM because it's impossible to be a perfect general manager in this league because there are so many things that are out of your control. But he did way more good than bad. And, I guess the good news is, and uh, sometimes on days like this, it's it's hard to find uh, a silver lining or a, a light at the end of the tunnel. But the Flames were lucky that they had Don Maloney on their staff, a guy who has experience as a general manager, who has been in this game for a long time and has great connections. And assuming they bring in a younger guy, and it certainly sounds like that's the direction that they're intending to go in, now that could change, but... You've got someone as your new president of hockey operations that could do 
for the next general manager what Brian Burke did for Brad Treleving when he came aboard. And that's mentor him until he was ready to kind of take over. And, you know, the president of Hockey Ops job is an interesting one because having talked to, to Berkey about it, he said, uh, you know, once Brad got uh, settled as the GM of the team, you know, he did a lot of stuff to take uh, other things off of Brad's plate, whether that be get out in the community, uh, interact with fans, interact with partners. He did as much as he could to help Brad out, but Brad was really the guy running the hockey ops side of things. So uh, now we, we turn our attention to who is going to be the next general manager. And I think there are some great candidates internally with uh, Craig Conroy, uh, who interviewed for the Sabres job not that long ago, and Brad Pascal. So I'm excited to see what direction this goes in, but uh, also really sad to see Brad go. He's uh, he's a great hockey person, and uh, I think you could say an even better person. Guys, do we? It's the Daily Flames Roundtable. Pat Vickers, Derek, with you. Does it feel like the organization's at a at a crossroads here, guys? Yeah, it does. It really does, and. Uh, as was pointed out in today's media availability, really they were at a crossroads last summer when they had to quickly move on from Matthew Kachuk. Do you make a deal for futures and rebuild or retool, or do you make a deal that makes you arguably better now? And when they made that trade, most of us, not all of us, but most of us thought the Flames could be a better team this season than they were last. And I'm completely on board with what John Bean and Don Maloney said today. I know the Flames didn't get to the playoffs, and ultimately it's a results-based business as far as wins and losses. And uh, getting to the playoffs was supposed to be almost a formality for this team. turned out that things didn't come together, things didn't work, and they didn't get there. That doesn't mean that this isn't a good team on paper. And We'll see if they are uh, a good team on the ice next season, but there are going to be changes between now and then. So I guess the big question for me, guys, they're going to hire a new general manager. Are they hiring a GM to work with the current head coach and Daryl Sutter? Or are they hiring a general manager to potentially bring in his own head coach? And when asked about it today, Russ Gilbertson asked Don Maloney if Daryl Sutter would be the head coach of this team next fall. Uh, He basically said that he has to, to review everything from the management group to the coaching staff to the players to the scouts and that was the right answer because uh, that's what you have to do when you had a season that uh, didn't meet expectations internally for sure and I would say externally as well so it's going to be an interesting next number of days weeks and months as uh, this team determine what direction it's going to go in the other thing too is um Depending on what you do off the ice, it could impact the team you have on the ice next season and maybe even more so in two seasons. Because something we've talked a lot about are all those pending UFAs who have one year left on their deal. And if those guys tell you that they're not interested in signing extensions, you might have to pivot and go in a direction you weren't expecting to. So uh, I think what happens off the ice uh, could have a, a pretty big big impact on what happens on the ice if not next season and moving forward yeah in terms of crossroads if you're going to bring in somebody whether they're already within the organization or outside the organization that's going to come in and fill your general manager vacancy they're going to put their stamp on the team they're going to put their vision in action as they see fit so from that perspective 
somebody coming in, whether it be a candidate from externally the organization, internally, whether it's a Brad Pascal or a Craig Conroy, there are going to be changes. And then you roll into the fact that, well, there's a lot of people in the front office that their contract status for next season is either undetermined or questionable or not known at this point and and same to a certain degree with the coaching staff and you lump in the fact that there's some players that have expressed a desire to see what happens I guess if you want to talk about Michael Backlund and wanting to win a Stanley Cup granted he did say the ultimate goal is to win one with the Calgary Flames you have Elias Lindholm non-committal you basically got a lot of elements that are quote-unquote non-committal right now and then you lump in a new GM who's going to want to change things to make his vision come to fruition, then, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of changes both um, all throughout the organization, whether it's player personnel, whether it's front office crossroads. I think that's probably a fair assessment of the situation right now. Yeah, I'll make it quick, guys, because uh, we got to bounce here. But I, uh, I think absolutely we're talking about a crossroads situation. I think they've got – the who the the what they decide to do with this review that the the Don Maloney's talking about who they hire as the new general manager and how they handle some of their very interesting player personnel decisions that they could get out in front of as early as this summer yeah i think this is a very very crossroads like situation for the organization thank you wilsey uh more big picture stuff when we talk again on tuesday all right guys uh, we'll talk then he is Derek Wills. He's Aaron Vickers. My name is Pat Steinberg, and that is your Monday Daily Flames Roundtable brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Pre-select your summer tire package now, and they'll store your winter tires all summer long. This program's available until they run out of space. Visit mercedesbenzcountryhills.ca.